2: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: In 2014, a failed stand-up comic entered a contest called The Hunt for the Host. He did not win. Later, he was joined by an underperforming Oregon State fullback with a community college degree. These men, neither having earned the position and possessing no real skills, continue on as radio personalities. If you have nothing better to do on a Saturday morning, and if you can find them, maybe you can hear The Sinner and the Saint. Luke Anderson. We got a lot of, of, uh, of gentlemen's clubs. How do you like those? Oh, hey, no, yeah. It is now. Devolved into that. And Will darkens. Ear or eye. Where do you want it? On 1080 the fan. <laughs> yeah. Hey,
3: it's our two. Miss anything from hour one. We do have a podcast available. Uh, it's at 1080thefan.com, radio.com, the radio.com app. Uh, you can tell your smart speaker to play uh, those two annoying guys from that uh, show on that station that uh, meh, I'm going to check in on every once in a while. And every time I do, I'm like, why did I come here?
2: And then sometimes you're like, God, that guy sounds hot. Thank
3: you. I do sound hot.
2: Talk about me. Oh. Dude, Wait. people love the nasally voice. <laughs> do you sound hot? Because I don't think that. I kind of think I do. Mm. You don't see the letters I get.
3: Yeah. You know what? I will say what's weird about listening to this radio station now that I'm here yeah. and on this station is I know what everybody looks like when they talk. Mm. That is weirder than the random voices that you hear. Like, in this building, we've got seven radio stations. There's there's personalities on uh, most of them that are live and local. I know Gustav. I've talked to, to on 94.7 and Greg and... The, the the whole cast of characters, Terry and, and Brian over on KGON, you know who these people are. For years and years, radio was just one of those things where it was a voice and a bike And then you see him, you go, okay that's not what I expected him to look like. It's it's weirder for me knowing what everybody looks like than it is not knowing what people look like on the radio.
2: I will tell you right now, Terry Boyd is exactly how I would have thought he would look.
3: <laughs> that's actually
2: true. Yes. That, that's that's actually whatever you think thinking Terry Boyd looks like, <laughs> you're, right. you're right. You're very right. There's no Uh, way in hell that you're wrong about what Terry would look uh, like. Just combine beer, jet skis, motorbikes, (laughs) and and 80s rock. And golfing. He's always wearing a golf shirt. And golfing. Just combine that in your head and whatever comes out, you're you're probably right. right. Yeah.
3: Yeah. 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 So uh, that's a fair point. But uh, anyways. That guy, he is living in the 80s. He's he's also living in his early 30s. Yes. (laughs) Which was the 80s.
2: (laughs) I will say, Terry Boyd, awesome. Yes. Incredible
3: man. I like him very much. Incredible
2: man from the 80s.
3: (laughs) All right. Um, I was just looking at this uh, for curiosity's sake. Because we did get into this kind of quite by accident. But the SEC, the ACC... And the Big 12 all say they're going to play college football. That's right. So I pulled up. Do you realize that next Saturday would be week one of college football? Wait, they're playing? No, it would. Oh. I'm just. Oh, just if. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So right now you've got the. So on the 29th it would have been uh, Marshall and East, Car- East Carolina. That game is postponed, so they're still thinking they might play that game. Huh. And then you would have had UC Davis playing Nevada and Idaho State playing New Mexico State. It's. It's. There's nothing really of any consequence there. But you still have next a week from Thursday. It's still on the calendar, at least. For on ESPN, it says South Alabama and Southern Mississippi plan to play at 5 p.m. Central Arkansas and UAB are planning to play at 5 p.m. You have two games scheduled, still here, scheduled to kick off on Thursday, September 3rd. What is going on in the world? Everything else shows canceled, postponed, canceled, postponed, canceled, postponed. There's games on the schedule for Saturday, the September 5th. So
2: I'm glad you mentioned this because I've been thinking about it a lot lately. I've been thinking about this, about college football's, you know, indestructible optimism. And I think what I've come down to is that college football is embodying what a lot of people kind of feel like America is about, which is, we're the best, don't tell us otherwise, we're gonna play yeah and you look at other countries where science objectivity and reason have amounted to less of a hit from the virus and more people being able to kind of carry on with their lives maybe in a different way but still getting back to normal a little faster i feel like college football is the embodiment of what the american spirit became in this postmodern era we're still living in, which is there's just hopeful optimism constantly about everything. You could tell me something's wrong,
3: but we're going to beat it. And I'm sure of it. And the SEC is pretty much that. It, well, you know what? The, SEC, so it's, is the big 12. Well, there's, there's a fighting spirit in America. That's right. That's all we do is fight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read you a headline. This is from, uh, This is from CNN COVID-19 cases tied to Sturgis motorcycle rally in South Dakota have reached across state lines. They counted more than 400,000 motorcycles in Sturgis between August 17th and 16th. (laughs) Four hundred thousand yeah. people. Have you seen the pictures from Sturgis? I see it, yeah, dude. That's college football. Yeah. The reason I bring it up isn't isn't <laughs> isn't necessarily to to you know, to make any concrete points because I don't know what's gonna happen. I do, the, but well, no. But the reason I bring <laughs> it up. Is college football, it's here. Like it's, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's on our doorstep. It's right. All summer we've been talking about this. Well, this isn't really going to happen. And the Pac-12 and the Big Ten have both decided that they're not going to play college football in 2020. And that stinks. I get that. But they're making the decision based on the best uh, advice that they can get. There are still people holding on. We are a week away from games. And there's one that is postponed. And a week from this coming Thursday, there are at least two games still on the schedule. Not being played in the SEC, but being played in the southern part of this country where football is king. What if they actually play those games? I think they're going to try to. It's going to be Sturgis, man. I think what's
2: going to happen is that they're going to try to do this. Yeah. They're going to literally the only league that's been able to successfully pull any of this off in America is basketball. That's it. The bubble. We don't know about football yet.
3: We don't, and baseball does not look great. Yeah, baseball looks terrible. They just canceled the the yeah. Subway Series between the Yankees and the Mets. Which can I just can I interject
2: for a second? Is anybody even paying attention to this? Really? Well, I mean, like I feel like no one's really paying attention to the baseball because they're literally just waiting for suspension of games.
3: Well, but ba- well, I, think, I honestly, on. I'll tell you what I think baseball is going to end up doing is they're going to get in enough games that they can go, "Cool, these are our playoff teams. Let's get in a bubble." I think they have to now. That's so weak. It it's is so weak, dude. But that's what they're doing.
2: Yeah, I, I just think that this. this I mean, Bathwell was in yeah. a
3: situation where they, they only had to play a few games to like, all right, let's even it out. Let's give some. Let's get some Zion in the playoffs if we can. That didn't work. Uh, but let's get a little bit of action. We'll finish out the season. Give somebody everybody a chance. Phoenix. All you have to do is win eight games and you're in. Well, yeah. uh, but they gave everybody a chance to get in, and then they've created it. You you win, you stay. You lose, you go home. You yeah. won't be in the bubble that long. Do the same thing with baseball, and it'll be fine. But they they didn't play a re- any regular season games, mm. so they have to do something. But
2: <sighs> well, the thing with baseball too is I, I don't even think a bubble necessarily would work because you just think about the logistics of the game itself and how many people you have on a team and yeah. how many just kind of how expansive a baseball field is. Like, I think the reason the NBA works is because you get to compartmentalize people and things. Yeah. You go to the locker room, you get on the court, you go stay in the hotel room. In baseball, it's kind of like, all right, well, this dude's going to go out and go to the bullpen and kind of pitch for a bit. And then when he feels warmed up, he's going to cross over and maybe he's going to interact with another guy. And then yeah. the stadium is effing huge. What if a dude just decides to leave? And, you know, you know what I mean? Like in Orlando, they've set it up where it's like, this is a massive building. We have put arrows on the ground, <laughs> metaphorically, possibly literally, <laughs> yeah. to tell you where you need to be at what time and how. And all the players have bought in because they've realized that it's not only a hope for the league, but kind of a hope for the country. I kind of doesn't feel like baseball cares enough about that.
3: Yeah, if, if they want if they want to have a World Series in October... They better. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, it, this it, is it. It, it is. It's, it's showing that it works, but yeah, the, the, the nice thing that baseball has is there's at least two spots where they kind of have the infrastructure to set up multiple games. They can mm. play at the same time, Arizona and, and Florida both have spring training facilities where you can go and you have enough space where you don't have to be right on top of each other to play games. You can use multiple fields. You have the, the nice thing is you don't have to use a dugout. So if you don't have fans, you don't have to sit in the dugout. You can just sit up in the stands and you can social distance there. So I just feel like with that too, it's like, I, I don't know, man. I,
2: I feel like these players are more indignant than other athletes. They just kind of seem like they are. I feel like you give them room to go up in the stands. Honestly, I feel like some of them that are on break are just going to go. Oh, I'm just going to leave. <laughs> like, I That doesn't seem that out of the realm of possibility. One of them would just be like, ah, oh, this is boring. They're going to lose
3: Williams. it. <laughs> Uh, this is dumb. Why am I even here? <laughs> well, what they did in the in the NBA bubble and what they'll do in the uh, if they do a Major League Baseball bubble, it will include a golf course and they can go and do that and they'll be fine with it.
2: I just, golf's I doing know. all right, golf's doing okay, yeah. Golf's doing, golf's okay. doing <laughs> okay. They've had a couple positive cases, but though. that hasn't spread across, the yeah. Line. And <laughs> so is the NBA. The NBA yep. had some early positive cases and then they, yeah. they squashed it, at least for what we know of, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I just but you fo- know, football's the one, man, that... Yeah. Well, football, I... Well, again, I want to specify uh, the NFL yeah. is one I don't worry about. And it's not that I don't worry about people getting the disease because they will yeah. um, or the virus. But uh, it's that, you know, you worry because they're just going to play and they don't care. And they don't care enough about, like, spreading it to human life. Because, you know, the issue with this whole thing, right, is that you get these players that test positive for the virus. And so at a certain point, you got to either quarantine them or you got to send them home. Yep. Well, it's kind of effed up to send them home because now you're sending a dude who is positive with the virus on a plane to go back to his house in his community where he could possibly spread it more. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, you know, do
3: we really need to be doing this? Sturgis. Um, let's talk about Zach Collins. Go to Twitter. It's on. That's on your computer and uh, on the, the internet. So, with almost one hundred percent certainty, you will know the results of the Lakers game against the Blazers tonight before the game is actually played, and that is by virtue of the vortex or parallel universe that is the Orlando Magic taking on the Bucks. So, in Will's perceptive, uh, perceptive outline of the NBA. He is perceptive perceptiveness. Yes. He has uh, realized that the magic and the blazers are the exact same team. And, uh, the, the results of this game will actually show you exactly. It's, it's a one eight matchup playing at the same time. It is funny to notice that Markel Fultz has one more win than the 76ers already in the playoffs. It's awesome. It's so great.
2: I I root for Mark Fields to be so quite honest. I. I yeah, hope
3: he, I hope he does. You know what? I think the best thing you can get is leaving Philadelphia. So yeah, I root for him.
2: Yeah, but, it's like I know it's really weird that like he forgot <laughs> he forgot to shoot. But,
3: well, I, shoot, mean, I mean, he kind thing. of
2: forgot how to shoot. You know? Yeah.
3: Well, you, you get if you get that close to Ben Simmons, you will forget how to shoot too. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> And maybe that's it.
2: Maybe it's just the proximity to Ben Simmons. It's like a vortex. You get sucked in, and then you suck.
3: <laughs> what if Brett Brown is like the, the reason he's such a terrible coach? Is he doesn't know how to teach shooting? <laughs> he, he goes out there. He's like, guys, you need to do this. Do you remember there was a? Oh, I can't remember what the commercial was for. If it was insurance or something. Uh, but the, the little kid is throwing the baseball, and he looks super spastic. Mm. And they just hear the dad, oh, great throw. And the kid throws it again, and he's like, great throw. And then they go over to the dad. The dad's throwing. He's throwing it super spastic. That's great. What
1: if that's how
3: Brett Brown is as a, as a coach? He literally <laughs> just can't shoot. They just, but he just gives them the worst advice of their technique. Ben, you keep opening your eyes, buddy. I need you to close them down. You need to shut him down. Look, Ben, I know you got a long reach and everything, but you want the
2: arc of your shot to start right at about your chest. You want to just flat- right at your chest. You need to
3: flatten it down. Yeah. Just flatten it. You keep putting too much arc on the ball. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna it's if if, if you do that, it's never gonna get in there. You need yeah. to flatten out It'll the take arc. forever. <laughs> yeah. And by the time it gets there, somebody'll jump up and knock it out of the way. Yeah. Coach, I think that's goaltending.
2: Happens all the time.
3: <laughs> no, no, no. You want to give them time. Shoot it like a laser. That'll do. <laughs> and he ruined Ben Simmons and Markel Fultz. That would be a wonderful development. So you're pretty much just trying to figure out who's to blame here. Yeah, well, it's, it's the Seventy Sixers as an organization. They're a black hole.
2: You don't think you can't really pin it on like, say, two people. I won't say one because that's kind of hard, but like two people. Like, why it, is it that the Seventy Sixers, for all for all intents and purposes, because you're very right. I was very wrong about this. Yeah they've gotten I don't know how many number one or top
3: three draft picks <laughs> yeah well they had okay well they they went uh what was it uh they had Jalil Okafor was yes. one of them Nerlens Noel Joel Embiid Ben Simmons Markel Fultz yes and these guys are top yeah three four five picks yes one two three four five they're I mean, in they're- the
2: eastern conference uh you know they benefit from, well, at least they used to until that rule came about. They benefit from a weak division. They yep. did. Um, you know, I I don't know who to point the finger at in terms of an establishment. Well, But I guess maybe you can just kind of toss it up to the whole Knicks theory, right? The Knicks are just inherently bad because the Knicks are bad. That's it. You can't really explain it any other way. I mean, I can't even really blame it on the owner because really there's crappy owners out there. Who still have great
3: teams. Well, the idea that you can build a championship team by tanking in the NBA just it doesn't work. The whole idea that the process like we're just going to be so bad that we will accumulate all these draft picks and we'll build up and be great. It just doesn't seem to work that way. That's how the Astros built their team in baseball is they just were. No, no, they didn't. They cheated. Well, no, that's how they built their team. Oh. How, they right, right, right. Sorry, yeah. how they won was cheating. yeah. How they won was cheating. Their roster, you could admit, but, yeah. Um, but, yeah, they, they were just – they've been trying to do it in basketball forever, man. If you get a guy – like, for example, David Robinson gets hurt. The Spurs end up at the bottom of the draft, and they add Tim Duncan. Then uh, David Robinson comes back. They win a championship. He gets his final one, and then they build the pieces around him. That wasn't tanking to get Tim Duncan to build a championship team. They happened to luck out to get an all-time great with that first pick, but they didn't necessarily build the team through the draft. Well, I think the
2: most underrated part about why tanking was unsuccessful is, I mean, obviously the lack of continuity and the lack of building a structure and a culture. Yeah. I mean, because when you tank enough, I mean— I get it that you can tank like once in a year. Like you can maybe go through a quarter of the year and like win two games and then just say, okay, you know what? We're hanging out like the Warriors. The Warriors are a great example of tanking, like effective tanking. It's like, okay, we don't really have our best players out right now. It just looks like we're not going to win a lot of games. Let's just call it a year. Yeah. We'll we'll circle back around to this.
3: Yeah, but, but it wasn't but it wasn't orchestrated. It wasn't like that's right. we're going to tank in 2020. And the Warriors <laughs> already had in place a
2: great culture. Yep. Right? The Sixers don't have that. <laughs> and they were hoping that they could draft guys like you said, Julio Holiday, Nerlens Noel, Embiid, Simmons, and that they would do
3: that. Yeah. Well, they didn't. Here's their here's their decade of picks uh, mm. that are top five picks. So okay. go, go back to last decade. 2010. We'll start there. Uh, first round, number two overall pick, Evan Turner out of Ohio State. That worked out well. Uh, 2014, they got Joel Embiid okay. uh, at the, with the th- number three overall pick. The next year, they got Joel Okafor, who was never anything. Hmm. Then they got Ben Simmons with the number one overall pick. Then they got uh, Markel Fultz with the number one overall pick. Those are their those are their top five picks that they had. That I mean, they're just not that great
2: of moves. Well, but, you know, I think what really caused all this was um, Andre Iguodala. And the reason I point out Andre Iguodala is because the 76ers actually were a pretty good team in the 2000s. They were okay. Yeah, they were all right. They were middling in the East. They could either get the fourth or the fifth spot there. And, you know, they went along this kind of path for a while where it was like, they're there, but meh. (laughs) And I think that the organization got so desperate at that point that they just said to themselves, this is ridiculous. I'm not going to sit here and get the fourth and fifth seed and keep losing in the first round to LeBron James or the second round to LeBron James. Like... I want to lose to him in the third round. That's right. F that. I just want to blow this thing up, get incredible players, and then see what happens. And it didn't work. And you know what? I think this was a learning experience for me because this has to be about me in that (laughs) I've said that the trailblazers should Should, have done this at a certain point, but I'm kind of realizing that the culture and having a good influence in the NBA is really underrated. Like, you really need it. Like, yeah, a lot of it is about talent, of course, because you have to be the best in the world. But it's also about, like, can you lead people? Can Joel Embiid actually lead players? Yeah. No, he cannot. Can Ben Simmons lead players? No, I don't think Ben Simmons is interested in leading anyone.
3: <laughs> well, here's here's the other interesting thing about Philadelphia, and maybe this is just bad luck. I mean, because the Blazers would point to this as bad luck. Mm. Joel Embiid, drafted in 2014, did not play that season because of an injured foot. 2015 and 16, he did not play because of an injured foot. He played 31 games in his third season before he played 63, 64, 51. So then you go to Jalil Okafor. He played just two seasons there. Uh, full seasons. He played 53 games and 50 games. Then he played two games before he was traded to uh, Brooklyn. And then you go uh, Ben Simmons played uh, zero games in his first season. And then you have uh, Markel Fultz in two seasons played 14, then 19 games for this. It's like, not only are they not drafting guys that are leaders, do not have the culture. They also draft guys that are g- going to be injured or already hurt coming out of college yeah. or whatever. So you get guys that don't Maybe they're just the unluckiest team in the world, but are you willing to put a nail in the coffin of the process?
2: I am. Could you please look up the number one picks over the last decade for everybody for, I mean, you're, you're talking NBA wise. Okay. Number one. Uh, Sure. And yes, yes, I am willing to put the nail in the coffin that the process did not in fact work (laughs) though. It was incredibly intriguing and they had an incredible uh, marketing plan around it and everything, but yes, it has not worked. It has been a full decade it is still not working.
3: <laughs> well, I get it. And how many times have we gone through the um, the process of no, – I didn't mean to use the word process. How many times have we gone through the exercise of going, this is a year for the Timberwolves? Yes, yeah, that's right. This is a year for the Timberwolves because mm-hmm. they kept getting high picks. Yeah. and doing that. All right, here, here are your number one picks. You want me to start with decade? Sure, yeah, just from 10 to up. Okay, so number one overall pick uh, ahead of uh, – Evan Turner for the Philadelphia 76ers. John Wall, the number one pick. In 2010. In 2010 okay. for the Washington Wizards. They have won nothing. Okay. Kyrie Irving, Cavaliers. Okay. Uh, they won a championship with Kyrie. Okay. but only because Juan Brian came back yep. Anthony Davis uh, for the New Orleans, New Orleans Hornets uh he's he gone <laughs> okay uh 13 was Anthony Bennett for the Cavaliers uh-huh uh yeah he gone uh Andrew Wiggins uh for the Cavaliers he <laughs> he's on his third team now Carl Anthony Towns one of <laughs> one of the guys that we thought yeah could win there Ben Simmons in 2016 Markel Fultz in 17 DeAndre Ayton Hey, they won eight in a row to finish up their season in Zion Williamson. So uh, the we dude, will see what happens. But. That's not good. Yeah, that's really not good. No, it's not great. Is there a point in picking one in the NBA draft anymore? Timberwolves have the number one overall uh, pick. Timberwolves have it, dude. Hey, dude, hey, that is like this could be their year.
2: That like you really can't ignore that. Now there's a couple of names in there where things worked out right. Kyrie Irving. Well, sure, but, but there's but, a caveat. But yes. You had to get LeBron James and, in there. And he's gone. Yes. He's still not there. Yes. Um, Anthony Davis. Yeah. But he left. Two thousand. most of all those other players, though, but to be go- quite honest... Aren't that good? DeAndre Ayton is still young enough. And by the way, DeAndre Ayton is not the reason the Suns won eight games. It's, no. it's <laughs> Devin Booker.
3: 2009 was Blake Griffin gone. Derrick Rose 2008 won an MVP, but gone. Greg Oden for the Blazers before that. Uh, Andre Bagnani, uh Andrew Bogut, who was with the Bucks and he won a championship, but it wasn't there. Or Dwight Howard. Uh, eh, I'll give Dwight Howard that one, and then LeBron. They, they got to the NBA. LeBron finals. James and Yao Ming, but you have yeah. to go back to 2002, three, four. and then before that, it's Kwame Brown. Yeah, I don't see a point in picking number one in the NBA draft yeah. anymore. I mean, there's there's some good ones on here. Shaq is on there. Allen Iverson, Tim Duncan. I mean, you know, the, but again,
2: we're getting to yeah, a point I now I where know. I think you know, uh, you know, point and blame however you want. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, I would contest that there is just a larger field. of talent now or at least a more accessible large field of talent because think of it this way for a really long time um you know the nba kind of didn't pay attention to players in europe yeah even in the 90s when tony tony kukoc was great you know it was still kind of a taboo thing to go get guys but but the
3: rules were also different because they didn't have to come over they drafted kukoc two years earlier but i think now that you have so much
2: accessibility to go get people in different countries i think it's kind of like you know the American college system kind of just looks like eh, look, look I don't know this man. draft, dude. I heard you guys talking about the draft on Thursday. The whole <laughs> idea of like, like, do I know any of these people except James Wiseman? Yeah, like anyone?
3: Yep. Well, call it, we did not get the tournament, which is the only time we watch college basketball, yeah. which makes a difference. But man, like I, Lamelo Ball, I think that's the only other one. I I don't know. I don't know what you're supposed to do, but go out and hire a scouting department or something. But the talent evaluation in the NBA uh could be getting worse because. Dude, it's just—it's like who has the best highlight reel? Let's go get that guy. That'll be sweet. Might not be the way to do it. We'll see. We'll see. Just get on. Just get on House of Highlights and show me what's up. All right, we'll get to the poll question after this Sports Center update. Welcome back in a surprise guest uh, showing up. Uh, we did not uh, invite uh, Jen Ellis, but she just happened to be in the building, so I said, "Hey, jump on in." Okay. okay. I got my uh, I got my COVID scare. I wasn't sure if you were gonna uh, text me about coming back on, but uh, here you are. You're not afraid. No. Oh, all right. Very cool. So you're you're doing some uh, voice voice recording yes, in yes. the building. So yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, so what's happening? Uh, has your as your cardboard cutout got hit in the face with a line drive yet? Power no, ball?
0: not not yet. But yesterday there was a big teddy bear that got nearly got his head cut off by a foul ball. (sighs) (laughs) He barely saw it coming.
3: (laughs) Oh, yuck, yuck, yuck. It went
0: viral, though. It's pretty funny. His little head just kind of bobbles back and forth. Is yeah, But I'm not far. My cutout is not far from where that teddy bear is.
3: We're just hoping you so, get and in and the and face and with the foul yeah, ball.
0: But the stupid nets are up. I mean, come on. They should really take their the nets down well, this listen, year. They, I mean, they really should. They really need to because there have been so many plays for so many different teams where they're running to go catch the ball and they bump into the net and they can't get it. You
3: know? Yeah, like, let's, ah! let's get rid of the net so the players can hurt themselves diving into the yes. stands and more cardboard cutouts yeah, can be yeah. decapitated.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
2: think it
3: makes One sense. One of
0: the rays jumped over the wall the other day in mid. Like a fun, he just like stuck his landing perfectly. Nice. Caught the ball and then just kept, you know, running and just jumped over the wall and landed in the stands. You ever see the
3: soccer player that you need to look this up? If nobody's seen the soccer player that jumps over the wall to get to the fans and doesn't realize there is like a nine foot drop on the other side of this very short wall, it's Uh, fantastic. I've seen that. Yeah. It's (laughs) really wonderful. So I asked you if you wanted to participate in our Zach Collins uh, poll question and you said, who's Zach Collins? So I'm very excited to have you. Will, what is our poll question today? What will you miss most about Zach Collins
2: during the remainder of this bubble season? Oh, you changed it. I did. Oh, look at you. What? Let's hear the options. Yes. Yeah, so I didn't like the one that you had. <laughs> and let me just read this one because it, I, I'm not going to lie.
1: And it's I texted you back you. and I
2: said, this sounds really warped. Uh, Zach's career will, clear, uh, will clearly be cut short by injuries. Is he the next? You hear the options, Sam Bowie, Bill Walton, Greg Oden, or Brandon Roy. Yeah, i changed that. When you
3: said warped, I thought you meant it as a compliment. No.
2: Like, like what planet are you on? Anyways. (laughs) What will you miss most about Zach Collins during the remainder of this bubble season? Uh, 4% say the scoring, kind of. Uh, 24% say the hair. Okay. 26% say the rebounding, sort of. (laughs) <laughs> and overwhelmingly, 44% say the pissed-off disposition.
3: Yeah, he looks like uh he looks like an angry Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, he's mad. <laughs> yeah. That alien needs to get the hell off this pod. Yeah, he's definitely one of the uh one of the experiment aliens uh, of Sigourney Weaver. There's, oh for sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. As long as we both agree on that. I'm gonna miss the hair. Yeah. I mean, will he stick around in the bu- – I guess he's having surgery, so he has to leave the bubble. He's not coming back. So, yeah, I guess. The angry disposition, though, I like that. I think I can agree with uh, our listeners on that. There was, though, a really good point, man, and I figured on which show, that
2: Zach's hair didn't look great, this bubble. Like, wa- it
3: started to kind of lose its form a bit. I wonder if he didn't have access to his product. Like, well, he why st- wouldn't he bring it with him? Probably comes in five gallon drums and they wouldn't let him bring that in. You think that in the
2: morning he doesn't like apply it. He just sticks his head in the drum. <laughs> he, so yes, he, does. <laughs> he
3: dunks it and then yeah. shapes it into the molded thing. Because even
2: when he gets even when he gets
3: um even when he gets sweaty, it holds form. Yeah. It's true. What, That's what are what you I miss. Jen, what are you gonna miss about uh Zach Collins?
0: That I never knew him. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, have you, have you watched any
3: of the NBA bubble?
0: Um, I've only seen highlights. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, it's pretty interesting because, yeah, I saw the, the thing where, you know, Damian Lillard did his little dance to the East Oakland.
3: Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's right in your you wheelhouse.
0: Know? I was like, hey, there you
3: he go. Yeah, the but East Bay yeah. anthem. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. But, w- yeah, I've
0: watched a few. I mean, just, like, highlights and stuff. Do you think
3: baseball game. ends up in a bubble for the playoffs?
0: I think, I mean, they're talking about it. Yeah. It might be good. I mean, but where would they do it? You know, I mean, they have Arizona. to do it. Arizona. Yeah. But how many?
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will point or out Texas, for Jen yeah.
2: that yeah. You know, she made awesome it to so a good Texas, point really because awesome. somebody else on the Twitter line asked when they said, what? Uh, what? I can't hear
0: anything.
2: You got to put your headphones on. <laughs> you you're on fine. This? You got to put your headphones on. <laughs> Tell her to put her headphones on. Put your on. headphones on. I know,
0: but it didn't work. I put the headphones on and they're, it's not working. Luke, I turn your mic
2: off. All right. Okay. you're gonna... <laughs> Jen, there was somebody else. I'm trying else. to read
0: your lips behind the microphone.
2: There was somebody else who Jen uh, needs to turn
3: her mic off too cuz she can't hear it. So shut off all the mics so that we okay, can Okay, hold them. on.
2: All right, can you hear me now, Jen? Okay. Luke, can you hear me? I can't hear you guys. I can't I can't hear you guys at all. Hello? I Hello? Oh, wait, I'll, I got to turn your mic on. Oh, there we go. <laughs> is this like every Zoom call? Oh, wait, hold can on. you see me?
0: Can you hear me? This is my-
2: Well, no, hold on. Now I have to actually talk here because I forgot about the first part. Okay. So there was somebody on our Twitter that tweeted at us that when I said this question about Zach Collins had the same
3: response, which is, who? (laughs) That is fantastic. (laughs) All right. Hey, let's do some What to Watch. We'll get the headphones working. We'll do What to Watch for everybody. We have sports that you can watch. We can get into the Blazers game, but uh, Jen's here to tell us what uh, you know. filthy uh, dating show is going on uh, (laughs) or whatever whatever it is on Netflix. So we'll be all caught up. But you can also tell us what to watch in baseball, and we'll tell you what to watch in the Blazers game tonight. We'll do it next. Center and Saint, 1080, the fan.
1: Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channels should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel. Avid television viewer, Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. Are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint. On 1080 The Fan. (laughs) <laughs> All right,
3: well before we jump into this, I'm just going to take one off the table for you. Everybody's going to be watching Damian Lillard's left mm-hmm. hand, so I think uh, I will take that away from you right now. Um, so what are you going to be watching for the Blazers to do to make you think they'll have a realistic chance at the end of the game early? What am I going to be watching? What are you going to be looking for early in the game that will give you an, an early indication that the Blazers have a chance at the end?
2: Uh other players other than Damian Lillard scoring in unique
3: ways in unique ways. Yes. Doing something different. Not just making the shots that they were missing last, uh, game.
2: no, more just like, Hey, can you force the Lakers hand and actually put pressure on Anthony Davis on the interior defense? Yeah. And they're there's a lot of bad cuts that, in
3: game one. Yeah.
2: I mean, really, you just have to face the problem straight up, which is that you can't score on the interior with LeBron James and Anthony Davis sitting there ready to block you. So either you can and you might beat them or you can't and you'll keep living and dying by the three. And to be quite honest, I only know one team that can really live by the three and that's the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, Even the Houston Rockets cannot do it for long. They'll do it for a while, but then you get them into a nice pressure situation and that doesn't work. Yeah. Well, so that's that's my vote.
3: I I am looking for them to slow down the Lakers' transition too. They they yes. bad shots cannot turn into easy offense for the Lakers. That's really I think what the, what the symptom of Game One or Game Two was. And in Game One mm-hmm. they didn't allow them to get out in transition. The Blazers were actually the team that was out in transition more often. So I think that's the trend that needs to be reversed for them Blazers. Uh, so in, in sports, if somebody that hasn't been watching baseball, Jen, what do they need to watch for right now? We're at, uh, what? 30 games? Almost. Yeah. I yep. think
0: uh, halfway point is this week sometime. Yep. So yes, it has been an absolute sprint. It's been so much fun to watch. Everybody's just grinding, 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 and just out there, you know, well, clocking home runs. Not the, not, home not runs the Mets. Stuff. They're taking no, a few no, days yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, and I know that, yeah, everybody's here and there going, oh, well, we're going to postpone some games. Um, so hopefully you know we'll get to see some good playoffs this year. That would be fun. I think uh, you know with the extended playoffs, um, looks like it's going to be cool. but yeah. how, about,
3: how about for us Mariners fans that have um, already given up? Um, who should we who, what know, what guys. what team? Should we watch? What's been the most surprising team?
0: Well, you know, I mean, the Tampa Bay Rays last year when they won the wild card game against the A's, obviously um, broke my heart, but they have been playing really good baseball. Um, Just swept the Yankees, right? Yeah, it's really fun to watch. And, like, for a second, for, like, one split second, they were above... The Yankees in the East, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's so great!" But they're just kind of tied, I think, with the Yankees right now. But um, you know, obviously, I love my Oakland A's. They've been wearing their Kelly green jerseys, and they've won like nine in a row wearing those Kelly green jerseys. So well, there you go. Watch the awesome, watch yeah. the
3: Portland A's yes, and or Portland yeah, Rays yeah. and
0: or Portland Rays. Yeah, right? so
3: yes. one one of those teams is moving yeah. over here. So yeah, you can jump on yeah, that
0: bandwagon.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's too bad that we didn't, don't have more time, so I could go over the very beloved rules. Unwritten rules. Oh, the
0: unwritten rules! Oh, oh my God! I, hey, know. I tell you what, we we we'll
3: do that. unwritten yeah, yeah, rules yeah. next week. Yes, you, you yeah. come back in. Sure. Next week. Oh, I'll perfect. We'll do unwritten yeah. rules next week for you, yes. Will.
0: Yeah, that one's just I can't even because I mean, Tati's senior hit two freaking grand slams in <laughs> one inning. <laughs> we don't.
3: I mean. We don't celebrate talent. Yeah. No. Let's go. No, no we can't. No, we can't no. be doing that. Not in baseball. <laughs> we don't want people to watch for excitement. Wow. Well, what are we watching outside of uh, sports? Non-sports.
0: You guys have to watch on Netflix. You must see Love on the Spectrum. It's amazing. I
2: already watched it. Oh, gosh. Yes. It's, so it's great. very, very yeah, good. Yeah, I love it. It gave me a whole new.
0: Yes, it does. It gives everyone a new perspective. vision, a perspective. Well, of it was
2: more than anything. And I, I forget the woman's name, but it's the woman who is... Um, who is not so much on the spectrum when it comes to like interacting with people. Yeah,
0: Maddie, she was yeah, so Maddie. great. Yeah, she was very easy so to talk smart. to and everything, yeah, yeah. but
2: like every time she got with a dude and like they started talking, like, it's got almost with? as if, well, no, like, yeah. when they went on no, a date. No, they go on a date. Just, yeah. Yeah. Nobody dates, said it. Hey, yeah, like, yeah. come on. When they would go on a date, and then, like, the other person started to reveal a little bit more about yeah. themselves, you could see her, like, pull back a little yeah, bit. Yeah. It was very... Yeah. I thought she it's was the really most interesting. It's really cool, though, to watch, yeah.
0: you know, I mean, all of these people. It's hard enough to date... When you're not on the spectrum, and then yeah. all of these, you know, really brave people showed what it's like to live on the autism well, spectrum. And the other
2: thing they talked about, you remember, they were saying that, like, they asked every single one of them, like, would you date somebody who is not right. yeah. on the spectrum? And they were yeah. like, no, never. Yeah. Like, I and
3: just couldn't just do, we'll do it. They just won't be able yeah. to understand. And, yeah. yeah.
0: exactly. No, but it's a on great Netflix, show. On yeah. Netflix. Yeah. Love yeah. on the spectrum. Mm-mm, so, mm-hmm. so good.
3: Uh, has anybody seen The Great on Hulu?
0: Mm-mm. No.
3: Watch The Great on Hulu. It's about uh, Catherine the Great, mm. and instead of Russian accents, they've opted for English accents just because they're lively, <laughs> and then they do kind of modern sense of humor, and uh, they call it an occasionally true story, and it is uh, quite <laughs> bitingly funny, and cool. the characters are absolutely ridiculous, and the profanity is uh, abundant, and the whole <laughs> nice. thing is is, yeah. is wonderful. So uh, try The Great. On Hulu, that's my—I've seen maybe three or four episodes. Nice. Um, but r- that's my recommendation for did everybody. I, did I tell you what I watched last night? Mm-mm. No, you didn't. This is where we do that. <laughs> I watched Freaky Friday last night. Did you really? <laughs>
0: yeah. Which one?
2: Uh, the uh, The Jamie Lee hand, Curtis one? The yeah. low yeah. Hand, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there a different one? Uh, there a, uh, yeah, you know, there's an original. Way back. Yeah. Um, you know what? What happened to her?
3: Uh, she lost That's her mind. So Sad. Jamie Lee Curtis or no, Lindsay, no, Lohan. No,
2: Lindsay Lohan? Oh, Jamie gosh. Lee
3: Curtis got on the yogurt. She's fine.
0: Yeah, she's fine. I love Jamie Lee yeah. Curtis. She's I amazing.
3: Felt bad watching that. Yeah, because uh, mean, yeah. like, mean Girls does that to me. I've seen yeah. mean, like oh, God, God, mean Girls. It'll be on TV. I haven't sat down and watched it, but like if it's on, I'll watch it. Like, oh, hey, yeah. uh, well, yeah, Tim Meadows. So not a much potential.
0: Moms, I'm a cool mom.
2: Yeah, she had so much potential. Yeah, and now she's just. Did you watch that reality show or? the reality show where she was trying to uh, start like an island resort and she brought like all these hot people onto it and then like banned each one off week by week. Oh my God, right. No.
3: Well, hey, we got to go. <laughs> no. We'll all be back next all right. week. Uh, I'm yes. on uh, primetime on Monday, Woo! Dusty and Cam on Tuesday and Wednesday, and I might do another primetime on Thursday. So you get too much of me this week on the fan. But, I'm on uh, another
0: station this, tonight.
3: Are you? Shh, don't tell anybody. Woo! Uh, yeah, don't tell anybody, but we're done for bye now. Everybody station. have a great weekend. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye.
1: Just before you draw your terminal breath You'll see it's all a show Keep them laughing as you go Just remember
0: that the last laugh is on you No catch! Okay
1: Christ Juice Wow
0: Ramon, Lurie, I know you didn't
1: You know, I'm gonna watch Norbit
0: Code Red. KD, you cheese butt! Where LeBron at? Katie, LeBron, he
3: going yam on you. The ladies are getting creamed. Yeah, uh, I know.
2: <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.